0: Father, speak through me and bless through me. Ten lives around as I speak your word, undiluted and unadulterated, that I will not be intimidated by the face of anyone, but I shall be inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak your word and to release your word upon your people. Thank you, Lord. It is done in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the devoted, the last week from. Um, Just this past Friday and Saturday and Sunday, I kept about 30 young people at Accra Business School where we were praying and studying the Word. Yesterday, they spent nine hours in the Lord's presence. It is no longer uh, business as usual. We want to walk in the supernatural. We want to see the hand of God. We want to see the move of God. And that only begins when you have 100% committed believers in the house how many hundred percent committed believers are in this house raise your hands can i hear your loudest amen no no say it like you are a hundred percent committed christian this is 75 percent commitment that is 80 percent commitment 95 percent commitment 99 percent commitment that is a hundred percent commitment amen powerful powerful So the logo for the year um, is available on the screen now. Now, the Devoted Series, today is the eighth Sunday, and I'll be concluding it today. And then coming Sunday, I do the anointing, the covenant day of blessing. But the Sunday after, I'm starting uh, Family Life Series. I'm going to really teach you how to find love, how to enjoy love, and how to stay in love and be happy ever after till jesus comes it's an amazing thing to fall in love stay in love and enjoy the love it's an amazing feeling you can never find it anywhere if you love the Lord. i'm going to create a love a love um ambience and uh, i'm going to create a love cubicle for you and your spouse amen by the time i finish the series you see that there is a repairs and maintenance on your love life and you will but to, to, this morning allow me in the next few minutes people say when i say few minutes it means i'm going to teach a lot but allow me in the next few minutes to share with you just before i share with you what i have today let's let's look at how the series have gone so far how the series have gone so far so i started i said that the devoted christian we use the word devoted as a seven letter acronym so d Dependable. You remember we studied about the seven levels of dependability. And then from there we moved on to look at the the, the devoted Christian is an evangelistic Christian. So we looked at evangelism and how to win souls. And then we looked at the fact that the devoted Christian is a volunteer. The, the, The devoted Christian offers his time, energies, talent, resources to serve the Lord without expecting any physical reward. Because he knows that the Lord is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And then we also say the devoted Christian is orderly. The devoted Christian knows how to conduct himself in the house of the Lord. So Christian conduct is at the heart of Christian devotion. And then we also said number five, that the devoted Christian is tried and tested. Tried and tested. His faith is tried and is passed the test. I said would you um, the trial of your faith. And then I, on number six, I said that devoted Christian is an exemplar. Leads by example. is the light of the world. And I shared with you how you can learn from Jesus' example so that you can be an example. Follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Okay. Today is the last session. And I'm talking to you on the theme, Die Hard. The believer, the wholehearted, devoted Christian is a diehard christian but just before i share that let me remind you of our theme scripture for the year uh first chronicles 28 verse 29 and you my son solomon acknowledge the god of your father and serve him with a with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind for the lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought if you seek him he will be found by you but if you forsake him He will reject you forever. Amen. He will reject you forever. So that has been our theme scripture. So the devoted finally, grand finale, Die Hard. How many of you saw Bruce Willis' movie Die Hard? Die Hard 1 and then Die Hard 2 was Die Harder. And then Die Hard 3 was Die Hardest. It was a movie that portrayed him. As a man who never gives up, so the whole concept of dying hard is someone who never. But let's look at this scripture. Let's look at this very scripture. There are scriptures that we quote, eh? we quote when we are not in the same situation that the writer was when he wrote it. Romans eight, verse thirty-five: Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine? Or nakedness or danger or sort. Please, the key word here is love. Christianity is a love affair. God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall be saved and shall enjoy everlasting life. So to become a Christian is a response to the love of God. Are you here? It's a love affair now. Your love for someone is tested by situations. So there's a story of a man who had a wife. The wife truly loved the man, at least by by her attitude, her soul. Very humble, very respectful, loved the man so much. But the man realized that I married this woman when I was already successful. Does she love my success or me? Does she love my money or me? Does she love my properties or me? Is she in love with my bank accounts? Is she in love with my personality or what? So the man did something. He conspired with his friend. His friend came out one day with police officers that the man was owing him. And the court has ruled that they should seize his houses, seize his company, seize everything. Within 24 hours, the man bank accounts everything he could not have access to it so the lady we have to leave the house so the man deliberately arranged for them to move into a small chamber and hall in a very poor community the man wanted to test the love of the woman she had married for so many he has married for so many years and this is what happened the woman would get up the woman who used to sing every morning will get up in the morning, memory. The woman who used to cook for this man every morning will get up in the morning and tell the, the man, you eat too much. Am I your maid that has to be cooking for you like that? Oh, her attitude changed. Eventually, she discovered that the man had never lost anything, but the man wanted to test her. You know, sometimes eh, God has the power and the ability to, to prevent so many things from happening to our lives but sometimes he allows them so that he would test our love for him okay so that he would test our love for him he allows a lot of things to happen look at here what shall separate us from the love of Christ and this was the apostle Paul writing the man that God used to raise the dead and God used to do so many things now the apostle writes and says shall trouble because he had had troubles shall hash because he has gone through hardship shall persecution because he has gone through persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword and all this he has been through he has been through there there was a man Jesus was whipped one time the Jews had this 40 lashes the ultimate punishment Jesus got 39 of this he had this 40 lashes Paul was beaten, And it comes with some hips. When they beat you, it goes around you. And it has metals. When they pull it out, it tears your flesh. Paul said for five times, they beat me. He said for several times, I was stoned. He said on several occasions, I went without food. In some cases, I was naked. Because in the during Paul's time, when they put you in prison, they naked you and Paul was a lawyer a very successful lawyer and in fact the man was a Pharisee so he was respected in society and then suddenly he became an evangelist for a carpenter's son now he comes here and he rise. what shall separate us from the love of Christ? nothing, no hunger, no famine, no beating nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ the real test of your love for Jesus is when you are going through trials when you are going through hardship when you have no money that is the real test of your love for Jesus it is not when everything is in order that's where you show how much you love him no how much you love someone is shown is shown when that love is tested for diehard christians nothing shall separate them from the love of christ Can I ask you a question? If the next 10 years you still don't get married, will you still love him? If the next 15 years your financial life does not change, will you still marry him? If you leave church today and you go home and your house is bent down, will you still say, Lord, I love you? Will you still raise your hands in front of your house and lift up? Or you suddenly say, Lord, why have you done this? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me, Lord? Now look at Luke chapter 9 verse 23 to 24. Now Jesus was a very honest man. He didn't promise us a, didn't promise us a luxury life as Christians. He was very real. He told us the exact thing that will happen if we follow him. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take their cross daily and follow me and within the context of the jewish tradition if somebody tells you this that if you want to follow me deny yourself take up your cross and follow me because most of the times, the people that follow the rabbis they follow them because they were learning how to become rabbis they were learning how to become pastors but for Jesus, he said, if you want to follow me, I want to tell you something. If you want to follow me, deny yourself. There are certain people, certain attitude that you must get out of your life, deny yourself. Carry your cross. It means be ready to die and follow me. Three key things I want us to note here. Three key things I want us to know. For there's three characteristics. Of every diehard christian the three characteristics of every diehard christian i believe that the best way to live for jesus is to be prepared to die for him in the christian life you are more alive when you are dead are you here three ways three three characteristics Of a diehard Christian. If you want to see whether you are a diehard Christian or not. These three things. One. Denying the self. Two. Dying to the self. And three. Directing the self. Now. So why did Jesus tell people that. If you want to follow me. Deny yourself. Because see. Listen the greatest battle you are faced with is not the battle against witches and wizards it's not even the battle against satan himself but it's the battle for the control of your soul the battle for the control of your soul and this battle there are two things involved your spirit and your flesh they are all fighting for your soul as you sit here right now your flesh wants to control your soul and your spirit wants to control your soul it is the greatest battle because it will determine whether you spend your life in heaven or you spend your life in hell it is the most important battle of your life I believe in spiritual warfare bind the devil bind the witches and wizards but please spend more time engaging in the warfare for the control of your soul. Can I show you why? Can I see the next slide, please? Now, man is a three-dimensional being. I've taught you here before. For the purpose of this sermon this morning, allow me to repeat it. Man is a three-dimensional being. You have a body, spirit, and soul. Look at this scriptures very well job 32 verse 8 but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty give them understanding so inspiration means god's breath god communicates with your spirit there's a spirit in you and god communicates with that spirit in you when god wants to speak to you he speaks to your spirit as i'm speaking now i'm speaking the voice of god i'm speaking the mind of god and so god is communicating to your spirit Are you here? Fantastic. Now, look at the second one. Matthew 16, verse 26. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can you exchange in, how can you give in exchange for their soul? You see, a a price is placed on your soul. What can you give in exchange for your soul? Not all the money the government wants to raise from E. Levy can buy your soul. Because you see, when you die, your spirit goes to God. And your body gets to the earth back. But your soul stands before God for judgment. So among these three, the most important one is the soul. And the Bible says that nothing in this world, not all the money in America Central Bank, not all the money in Ghana Central Bank, not all the money in Nigeria Central Bank can buy your soul. Not all the money in the world. Not all the diamonds in the world. Not, not all, the, all the oil in the world. Not all the, all the gold in the world. No! Your soul is so important and so valuable. None of these things can buy them. Are you here with me? But do you know that there are people who are selling their souls for a pack of papaya? Oh yeah, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. Young men and women are mortgaging their souls for wealth. For things that are here today and tomorrow they are not. Now here. Let me show you how people are losing the battle for their souls. Let, how many Christians are losing the battle for their souls. And how the trumpet will sound. And some of us will never make it to heaven. My greatest fear on earth is not the fear of death. But the fear of standing before the judgment seat of Christ. Whether I will go with a soul that will make heaven. Or a soul that will make hell. Are you here? So now here. No, go back. Here. Galatians 5.17 For the flesh desires, so you have a flesh, the body, what is contrary to the spirit? So, 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 the body, eh, desires something that is contrary to the spirit. So he says and the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh? They are in conflict with each other. They are in conflict so your spirit is fighting your body for the control of your soul the real you where character is formed so when they say somebody is a carnal christian what it means is that the person has allowed the body the flesh to take control of his soul so the person fornicates commits adultery drinks um is involved in all manner of things. And no matter what you preach, the person doesn't care. Tell the person that Jesus is coming within the next 24 hours. As far as the flesh is in charge of the soul, the person cannot change. There are things some of you are doing like you think that, oh, I'll change next year. When I grow, I'll change. When I grow, you may not grow. Who would have thought that my big sister would have died at 60? She's dead. She's gone. For her daughter, told her she was going to die, so she knew it days before she died. So at least she will patch up with God. I went to make sure that he has a good relationship with God. Y'all may not ha- yours may not happen that way. It may be in a sudden car crash. It may-, it may be anything. It may be this building falling on us right now and all of us dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mister B say, "Hey, that is charismatic thinking." live to be a hundred live to be a hundred live to be a hundred so all of you are thinking that jesus is not coming now i can do anything i want to do i said the fearest, the thing i fear most is not death the thing i fear most is my soul standing before the judgment seat of god and the battle i fight most is not a battle against witches and wizards what will witches and wizards do the worst they can do is to cause pain and make cause pain they cannot kill me but God will make a way of escape. But the battle between your soul, the, the spirit, and the body over your soul can take you to hell. If you don't win it, that's why if you're a Christian you must grow your spirit. The more you pray, the more you study the word, the more you are actively involved in God's work and serving the Lord, your spirit grows. As your spirit grows, the Holy Ghost begins to manifest through you. The Holy Ghost begins to manifest through you. Love, kindness, everything that is good begins to manifest through you. If you are not praying daily, you are not fasting regularly, you are not serving the Lord, your flesh begins to grow. As your flesh grows, your flesh takes over your soul. And you begin to have a very fleshy life. You become a carnal Christian. You You can go and sleep with your boyfriend and all of you will come from the same room to church this morning and not feel guilty. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There are some of them here right now. They are here right now. You came with your boyfriend from the same room. You are sitting here right now. You don't feel. I mean, you slept last night with a man you are not married to. You are here. You don't feel guilty. When we're worshiping, you worship some. You worship some. From here, you're also going. This sermon I'm even preaching will not change you. you, you I mean, you, when you leave here, you're going to continue. I'm telling you. And you are going to call it my weakness, I'm telling you. You are oh, this is my weakness. Oh, this is my weakness. This is my weakness. Even God knows it's my weakness. We start telling God what he knows. Now we know what God knows about us. Even God knows that it is my weakness. Even God knows that I cannot stop this. No problems. We are not asking you to stop. We are telling you that. Do it and go to hell. That's what we are saying. Satan is looking for more people in hell. So do it and go to hell. We'll greet you from heaven. Are you here? So I want to tell you that your soul is the most important thing you have among these things. Fight for the control of your soul. So let me conclude this sermon by sharing with you the seven deeds of the flesh. Once you know these seven deeds of the flesh, you'll be able to fight it. Fight your flesh. Control your flesh. Battle it. Die hard Christians. They battle the flesh. They fight it. You see, this three things I've declared there. Eh? You'll be fine, sir, until Wednesday morning. Your stomach will say, <laughs> The flesh, the flesh, the flesh. Sometimes when you don't have money and you don't eat, there's no headache. But once, once you say you are fasting, that morning, you start beginning to have a headache. The, the devil is using your flesh to fight you. And the battle you must win. Once you win the battle over the flesh, even witches and wizards are afraid of you. Are you here? Do you understand what I'm teaching you? So now, the self so centered Christian. If you are a self-centric Christian, if the self is controlling you, here are seven things that happen. Number one. Number one. Okay, so, so no, go, go back. Let me, let me just tell you the scripture. See, Second Timothy 31 1 and 2. You should, know, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. So the last days is going to be very difficult times. And what will the difficult time manifest? For people will love only themselves and their money. I'm telling you, people will love themselves and their money. So there are many people in church eh? they love themselves and money, not Christ. So let me show you, let me show you the seven days. Number one, the desires of the self, that's the morality challenge. The morality challenge eh? The flesh will tell you, sleep with somebody you're not married to. Drink alcohol. Gorge yourself on alcohol. Destroy your liver. Destroy your liver. Drink it and destroy your liver. Drink it and kill yourself. The flesh will tell you. And you use your own money to buy something that will destroy your liver. And when we preach it, when we preach it, say, where is it written in the Bible that we should not drink? You are an alcoholic theologian. <laughs> you have studied every scripture every scripture in the bible to prove that the bible does not say you should not drink you have studied, so you are alcoholic theology hey you, you study a call, a, you have read all the scriptures the way you spent time eh, looking for all these scriptures to support your lifestyle if you was taking that same time to look for all the scriptures that talks about salvation, all the scriptures that talks about evangelism, all the scriptures that talk about prayer and purity by now you would have been a better Christian. I don't argue on these matters. I don't argue on these matters. If I preach it to you and you take it, God bless you. If you don't take it, I did not die for you. Mine is to preach so that I can have crown in heaven. Mine is to preach the gospel undiluted, unadulterated to you so that I can have crown in heaven. Yours is to obey so that you can enter heaven. Am I preaching? Now, number two. The demands of the self. That is the materialistic challenge. The self will demand things you don't have and you cannot afford. The self will like a car you cannot afford. The self will place a demand on you for a house you don't have money to build. Once the self is controlling you, now you have to find ways and means to get it. Whether you are killing somebody through 419, you don't care. Whether you are prostituting yourself, you don't care. There are Christian sisters here who will, who will sleep with someone for just somebody's husband for just iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Materialistic demands of the self iphone 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 has become one of the one of the channels by which the devil is taking many people to hell i'm telling you it's as if if we're a girl you don't have iphone and all the time they want the upgrade one so they upgrade on their men And the men also know that if you don't have money, the women will not like you. The women are very materialistic. So they must steal. They must do 419. They must fraud people. They must work in companies and add zeros. And do all those things to get money. And they are all Christians. And they speak in tongues. And they think that speaking in tongues is an endorsement. God, If, if God were be angry with me, I could not have spoken in tongues. Yeah. He does... He... he, he he gives his skill gifts without taking it back right now right now if we meet satan was the choir director in heaven if we meet him in hell now he's saying so singing all these boys who are singing and are doing all these things and they're singing with weed and drugs because satan is the head of music so can't you see that sometimes eh, when you have a fleshy singer in church they sing like Satan. They hold your hair. <laughs> and, and they want us to allow them to sing like that. And so in the church, we don't have, we don't, we don't have freedom in the church. We, we, we don't have freedom. So that's why we went to the world to sing. So please, watch the materialistic pressure on you. Watch the materialistic demands of the flesh. Because we would die and leave all those things. So we we'll would die. I've been visiting my sister's house. Beautiful house. Since December 28th, she's not there. Her car is parked. Her phones are there. Oh, that beautiful house is not there. On the 19th, I say, oh, when we are taking her to our hometown, we should come and pass through the house. She won't know it. She won't feel it. She's not there. Her soul is before the judgment seat of God now now everything you have you won't go with it all the things that you are spending your time all the material things that you are working hard and neglecting god and doing it they don't contribute to the growth of your solo you will die and live all what shall it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul what shall it profit you what shall it profit you what what All the houses you have in the world, you can sleep in one house at night. And if the bedrooms in your house, you can sleep in one room. Have 30 beds, you can sleep on one bed. My soul has not even guarantee you a good sleep. With all the money of Steve Jobs, he still died. He couldn't replace some of the organs that God spoiled. money is important but something is more important your soul if the money you are pursuing is in exchange for your soul stop it it is better to die a poor man and go to hell and go to heaven than a rich man and go to hell like the parable of Lazarus and the rich man whatever is leading your soul away stop it Whatever is taking you from the presence of God, stop it. Well, you can't stop it because the flesh is controlling. No matter, no matter. We have dedication to make sure. Let me, let me, the details of the self, the must, listen. Proverbs 25. Am I okay? Okay. Proverbs 25, 28. Reading from the New Living Translation. A person without self-control is like a city. it's like a city with broken down walls. If you can't control this self, you are like a city with broken. Anything can attack you. This one. You have to control it. God will not send angels to come and live your life for you. He wants you to control it. The way to control your flesh is to grow your spirit. That's why these three days fast. Join. Grow your spirit. Grow your spirit. Grow your spirit. That is the best way to control. Steady the word, steady prayer, walk in holiness, walk in purity. I've been preaching these same things for so many years that is the gospel beyond that there is no other gospel the gospel must point you to Jesus it must exhort Christ Jesus it must edify the saved and it must evangelize the lost, that is the gospel so wake up from your sleep and slumber wake up from that carnality and from today may your spirit be lifted up, from today may a revival start in your spirit from today may the fire of God start in your spirit and may you win the battle for the control of your soul from today anything, anything that has taken control over your soul, we break it today we liberate you today and we speak that you will lead a victorious Christian life, The one I'm talking to you amen will be better than that now, number four, number four, number four, the deceit of the self. This is even very serious the deceit of the self, the manipulation challenge. Romans 12, verse 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. You see, <laughs> the flesh can deceive you to let you think that you have arrived. You are bigger, you are a big boy, you are a big boom man, you can do things on your own. You don't even need prayer like that. You can hide prayer warriors. <laughs> I don't even need a spiritual father. They are chopping our money. Who is a spiritual father? I don't need one. Do not think of yourself more high than you ought to. Who are you? Flesh and blood running through you. Without the grace of God. Without the eyes of God. Without the hand of God. Without you connecting yourself to God. Every time you wake up in the morning, you don't pray before you go out. You are telling God that I'm a big man. I can handle my life. Leave my life alone. If you marry without consulting God, you are telling God I can handle my family, I can raise them myself. The downfall of Samson was because he thought of himself more highly than he ought to. When he saw the exploits and the things he did, he thought of himself more highly than he ought to. His strength was not in his hair; His strength was in his covenant with God. Cutting his hair did not reduce his strength. Cutting his hair broke his covenant with God. And that was why a woman could sell him. He was sold. He was sold. These African footballers are being sold for 20 million pounds and all those things. Something was sold for coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you don't understand that, everything around you is by grace. That you are received that a man can receive nothing unless it is given to him from above and you don't trade the source of your success to him and submit yourself to him a delilah will find you no, no, no do you know that do you know solomon has so much peace the only time solomon had enemies was when his heart was turned away from god when you turn your, your heart is turned away from god god brings you enemies If, you see, if I were living in Israel at the time of, of David, David would have been the last person to have battle with, fight with. David's prayer topic say, one that he prayed against his enemy and said, Lord, let an accuser stand by his right hand and let his path be darkened and slippery. So that God will just raise enemies to stand up you and fight you. Be careful how you think about yourself. Be humble. Because you see, if we're a good Christian, you're spiritual. One of the key things that run through you, your life is humility. Humility. Okay. Number five. The drive of the self the drive of the self, the motivational challenge. What motivates you to do the things you do? Proverbs 16 verse 2. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Motives are weighed by the Lord. My son led a very powerful worship before I came. Whilst we are looking at the worship and the impact of it, God will be looking at his motive. Why did you go there to lead that worship? was it to my glory or to your glory were you seeking the approval of men or you're seeking my approval everything we do God weighs our motive but the flesh will make you do things based on selfish ambition so control the self number six number six the dream of the self The dream of the self, the mission. What is your mission? Let's look at James 3, verse 16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. You know, when you have selfish ambition, eh, you, you get into evil practice. And the devoted Christian knows this. So we don't have selfish ambitions. Your ambition should be led by the Lord. Whatever you want to become in life, you should know that this is what God created you for. When you have selfish ambition and you get into competition, you compare yourself with people. And that is where there is disorder, there is conflict. When you see a man who is fighting all his friends, you see a woman who is fighting here and there, the person is in competition. And competition, first competition begins with comparison. Comparison grows to become competition. Competition grows to become enviousness. Enviousness grows to become jealousy. And jealousy grows to become hatred. And hatred grows to, grows to become conflict. So when you see some friends have suddenly become your enemies, their jealousy of you have become hatred. And is going into conflict. When Joseph's father got him the coat of many colors the brothers first and foremost compared themselves, are we not also your sons, are we not even the senior ones then competition came in so even when their brother was bringing them food they still had evil plans against you. when people are competing with you eh, even when you are doing them well they have evil plans against you when you don't have money for accommodation and you pay for them, they'll say oh God, look at me this small boy is paying for, I used to feed him. No, do not thank God for your life. They will not. May anyone who is envious of you and planning evil against you, may the angel of the Lord with a sword, with a fasting sword, encounter them on their way to wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. No evil planned by a man will succeed against you no evil projection by any man will succeed against you whoever has sat anywhere as a result of jealousy and has gotten into a, co- a conspiracy against you and the conspiracy is gaining strength may the god you scatter all of them may they never succeed in their enterprise against you May they be caught in their own nets. May they fall into their own pit. In the name of Jesus. May their words, may they eat back their words. May their words pursue them and overtake them. In the name of Jesus. Finally, the demeanor of the self, the manner challenge, Matthew five sixteen. 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. Most of us, we want God to glorify us. But God also wants you to glorify him. Once your life begins to glorify God, God begins to glorify you. The wholehearted, devoted Christian, the whole-hearted, devoted Christian knows that the only way to become a light is to overcome the flesh is to deal with the flesh, to overcome the flesh. Are you here? And once that begins to happen, once that begins to happen, your light begins to shine. And when you become a glory of the Lord, glory for God, God glorifies His name in your life. You want to pray in the next five minutes, just the next five minutes. Praying against the control of the flesh for your soul. Are you here? You are saying, Lord, take control over my soul. Let your spirit enslave my soul. Let the enslavement of the flesh be broken. In Jesus' name, lift up your voice and pray. Pastor Kevin, can you help with some few songs for me? The same set of songs. Let's go. Those who helped him, come back here. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice and pray. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. We overcome, we overcome right now. We overcome, we overcome the flesh. We stand up against the flesh right now. We stand up against the flesh right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Every control of the flesh is broken. The control of the flesh is broken. The control of the flesh is broken right now. The control of the flesh is broken. 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 The control of the flesh is broken broken. in the name of Jesus. We are rescuing your soul right now. We are rescuing your soul right now from the control of the flesh. We are rescuing your soul right now from the control of the flesh in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray.